Now this morning, church, I want us to spend some time praying through the Psalms. Uh, Eugene Peterson uh, has said this about the Psalms. I think we have this on the slide. Um, he says this. He says, most Christians, for most of the Christian centuries, have learned to pray by praying the Psalms. The Hebrews, with several centuries of a head start on us in matters of prayer and worship, uh, provided us with this prayer book that gives us a language adequate res- for responding to the God who speaks to us. And I think there's a lot of truth to that statement. Um, and this week, as we read through David's life and read through a lot of the prayers of David, um, or several of the prayers that, of David that were in the story, pray the Psalms a lot. It's kind of a foreign thought to us. You know, we really value a spontaneous prayer, a prayer that, that we say comes from the heart and, and is felt. Um, and I think of, of a friend of mine who was working with a group of Greek Orthodox um, I think they were priests, and they were working together to write a joint uh, church paper on some issues that, that they had come to an agreement on. And he said, you know, before we start this, we should pray. And these, these Greek Orthodox priests said, yes, we definitely should pray. And then they all sat together to ask the question. They said, well, what prayer should we pray? You know, because they wanted to pray together. And, and they felt, in, in a lot of their teaching, I think, says that, you know, if a prayer is worth praying, it's one that... Um, ought to have reverence and have been thought through. Um, and so there's a, there's a balance, I think, to be had in both of these places. Uh, but the Psalms, I think, give us a great, a great balance in prayer. Um, and I'm gonna, I've, in your handout here, I've given you several resources or a few thoughts. Uh, but why should I pray the Psalms? I think that's a question a lot of folks may have. Why, why should I? Should I really? And I will say this, the, the great predecessors of our faith prayed the Psalms. Even Jesus prayed the Psalms while on the cross. Um, you know, his, his statement, My God, my God, uh, why have you forsaken me? is an excerpt from a psalm. Uh, a lot of people think that perhaps he prayed more of that psalm, and that's all that is recorded. We don't really know, but we know that Jesus knew that psalm, uh, that he prayed it. We know that uh, Mary, when she was full of joy, uh, seems to have spontaneously erupted with Hannah's prayer, uh, another type of psalm that she had probably memorized as a child. And so praying the psalms is a tradition that is very, very helpful. Secondly, uh, it, praying the psalms reveals to us the cycle of life, and we gain hope as we see how God has worked for the faithful in the past. Sometimes we get stuck I think, in praying ruts, and we end up praying for the same things over and over, and we feel like this is kind of where we live, whether it's this great place or this bad place or this in-between place. And the Psalms help us to see that there is a cycle to life, and sometimes things are good and sometimes things are bad. And as we pray, we are given a chance to voice all of these feelings if we pray through the Psalms. Uh, the psalmist experiences all of life the way that we do. And the thing the psalmist does is he gives us the permission to take everything to God in prayer. Uh, if you want to read some great, great prayers, go to Psalms. And uh, I've, I've listed an example there, but Psalm 52.5. In a great moment of honesty, um, this is the prayer of the psalmist. When the psalmist writes, God will break you down forever. He will snatch and tear you from your tent He will uproot you from the land of the living. Now, we may have felt that way, but have we ever prayed that way? 
You know, a lot of times we have uh, feelings of hatred and anger and we just kind of keep them to ourselves. But the psalmist says, you know, you really ought not to keep those. You ought to give those to God. And if you give those feelings to God, then God will work in your heart and work in that situation. I cannot tell you how many times the psalmist uses the word chaff. Uh, and if you've never said, you know, may the, may the Lord take my enemies and make them like chaff, which the wind blows away. Um, you've maybe never prayed that about your, your boss or anybody else, but you've probably felt that that way. And the psalmist says, you know, you, you ought to take those feelings to God. There's probably not a more appropriate place to take those feelings. And in the Psalms, we receive permission to pray that way. Um, the Psalms help us also to realize that our prayers are bigger than our own needs. They encourage us to pray for others facing similar situations. Um, as you pray through the Psalms, you may find a, a day um, where you are praying a Psalm and you realize that this does not fit me today. And it forces you to kind of think, who might this be uh, applied to? And I think often our minds could turn towards the persecuted church as we read about how uh, the wicked are doing things to the righteous that, that are not just and not called for or not merited. And it forces us to kind of think beyond ourselves into uh, the bigger reality in which we live. Uh, fifth, praying the Psalms allows God's Word to speak for us. And when we pray the Psalm, uh, we read the Word, we thank the Word, we speak the Word, and we hear the Word all while we open ourselves to the Spirit in our present situation. Praying through the Psalms engages our life with God's Word and then offers it up to Him as a, a word of prayer on our own behalf. And so there's a lot of engagement with Scripture when we pray through the Psalms. And I think that is a, a positive thing. Uh, the Psalms help us to break out of the ruts we normally run in when we pray straight from the heart. They expand our hearts making them more like God's. Uh, if you are in a difficult situation and you have committed to praying through the Psalms, you will eventually come upon a Psalm that is full of praise. And at that point, you will say, I do not feel this way right now. And that's okay. But the Psalmist will, will force us to say, well, what are the things that I can be thankful for? What are the things that I can offer praise for? And in praying, God says, you know what, there is some perspective that you can be gaining here. And so that is another helpful reason for praying the Psalms. And I believe that we ought to pray the Psalms. A lot of Christian, uh, of our Christian predecessors would pray maybe one in the morning, uh, one in the evening, work uh, their way through the entire uh, psalm book. Uh, the Massachusetts Bay Colony... Uh, when they came over, they translated the Psalms uh, into the Massachusetts Bay Psalter, which was a songbook, but they actually rewrote the Psalms uh, to match English rhyme and meter. So the Psalms have been turned into pieces of English poetry, uh, not just Hebrew poetry. And so there's a lot of ways the church has used the Psalms in the past uh, for, for their uh, prayer resources. On the back of this, there are five ways to pray the Psalms uh, in a bridge version by Ben Patterson. And uh, we won't go through all of these, but I will uh, touch on them briefly. Uh, one is you can just say them out loud. And sometimes that's the best way to start in this. If praying the Psalms is new to you, you may just put a bookmark in your Psalms, in your Bible, and you say, all right, I'm going to just pray through this. And I will tell you, it took me about a year before I really felt like I got praying through the Psalms. And you just work your way through. 
Um, and as you do that, maybe the place to start is to just pray them out loud. Just, just say them out loud and start there. Uh, another one is to adorn them. Um, I would say maybe expound upon them. And he talks about using the Psalms here as a, uh, as a springboard, we might say, as a springboard into our situation. And that's actually what we're going to practice here this morning is that. Uh, another way is you can paraphrase them. If you're a journaler, uh, perhaps rewriting them would be helpful. Uh, you can learn them by heart. Memorizing the Psalms is, is great. Uh, as you memorize the Psalms, they become your language. And then as they become your language, just like Mary prayed Hannah's prayer, you can at times pray the psalmist's prayer. And I think you will find that very rewarding. And then fifth is to marinate in them. I'm, I'm a little troubled by the imagery there, but um, it's his article, not mine. I already changed a few words, so I figured I had to leave that alone. But um, he says, you know, sometimes we just we use Scripture as seasoning, and, you know, we just sprinkle it on, and then we leave. And he says, really what we ought to do is soak it in. And so maybe a practice for this would be to write that psalm out and then keep it with you for the day and, and read it several times and think through it several times and maybe even keep that one psalm for a week and really kind of own that psalm and how that would, would be applied to your life. And so that would be another uh, way that you could pray the psalms. I'm sure you can find other ways to pray the psalms, but I thought this would be a good offering for you uh, because I know that's not something that is super familiar to our church tradition. And so this morning what I would like to do is I'm going to pray Psalm 12 out loud the way that we might, uh, you might pray it at home in silence or out loud. And then we will give Psalm 15 uh, to the church, to you, to pray um, in silence here this morning. And so you'll, you'll hear it and then you'll get a chance to practice praying the Psalms. Um, yes, we'll be able to, we'll make it, we'll make it. Let's pray through Psalm 12. Uh, church, I'm going to just give voice to the thoughts of my heart the way that I would if I was going to pray it uh, in silence. Uh, so that way, perhaps together, we could kind of learn how we would pray the Psalms. And then uh, we'll give Psalm 15 to us to pray together in silence. All right. Lord, Help us to pray. Teach us to pray. As we come to your prayer book, Lord, would you open us up to your spirit and to your word. Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. Lord, it feels that way sometimes, that evil has come to this place, that the world in which we live in is so dark that, that little, if any good, can be found. Lord, we pray that you would silence all the flattering lips in every boastful tongue. Those who say, by our tongues we will prevail, our own lips will defend us, who is Lord over us? Lord, sometimes here it is easy to depend on our own strength. If we're skilled at what we do, we can give an entire 
day to our work, our doing, our thinking, and never think about you. Lord, I, I confess that I, I myself have felt this way and have thought this. And maybe, maybe more accurately, Lord, I've just realized after it was all said and done that I never once came and asked you your thoughts. Because sometimes it, it is easy to get through our days with the skill that we have. And yet, Lord, we should not rely, I should not rely on my own strength or power or uh, intelligence or any of those things. But I pray, Lord, that you'd foster in me a dependence upon you, your spirit and your word. Because the poor are needy and plundered uh, and the needy groan, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. Lord, we do thank you that your heart is for the poor and for the broken. And Lord, we pray that you'd make our heart that way as well. Lord, how often do we go through a week and not think of those that are less fortunate than ourselves? And yet, Lord, they're constantly on your mind. And you come to their rescue. The words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. Lord, the only words worth saying are your words. The only words worth thinking on are your words. Lord, would you help us to make a discipline of hiding your word in our, in, in our hearts? You, Lord, will keep the needy safe and will protect us forever from the wicked who freely strut about while depravity is honored by the human race. Lord, we do pray that you would keep us, that you would protect us, and that you would preserve us for your name's sake. Lord, we're going to leave this place and go into a world that is dark and full of sin and against everything that we've just talked about here. Instead of depending on you, they're going to say we should be independent. And instead of being righteous, Lord, they say we should, we should just be indulgent. Protect us, Lord. Preserve us. It's in your Son's name that we ask these things. Amen. All right, church. It's your turn to engage one of the Psalms. Uh, We've got Psalm 15 uh, on the screen. Feel free to read it in your Bible. You don't have to read it off the screen. Um, And we'll give these next few minutes to praying the Psalm. And you can try what we just tried, or if you want to pick up something here from Mr. Patterson, we'll uh, allow you to do that. But let us take this time now to pray. Pray through Psalm 15.